grind. Frank, I am all of a sudden at the start of the podcast for the first time. I'm super pumped to go musky fishing. Maybe it's the vibe I got from that intro. What do you think? I think after the the work that we did, and you know, with you know, things are different. Everybody's noticing now that the show has changed for the better, and uh, it's really cool. Yeah, I'm pumped to go fishing. I'm pumped to podcast. Uh, and that intro is awesome. I mean, hats off to you. Right, that was that was not easy. Uh, that was not easy to create. But well, no, no. You let's be honest. You're you're just as much a part of it as I am. The thing is, uh, it's uh, it's one of those things that you try so many different versions, and then one day everything comes together, and and everybody's happy. But it definitely was a process, and and I hope everybody's happy with it. But I certainly feel like. Most of the people that have listened to it feel that vibe of, you know, the intensity of musky fishing and that, that thrill and that drive and that hunt that they all experience when they're on the boat. So let's, you know, let's keep that going. I Yeah, you know what? That It's kind of like the show trajectory itself. It, it's, it's been building and building and now it's culminating into something great. I was with uh, my buddy Pete. We were fishing yesterday and uh, on, the, on the road on the way up to Netherby there, I, I put... Uh, I put the intro song on. I said, Hey, I'm going to give you a sneak peek. And he listened to it. He just loved it. He just started bang, you know, thrashing his head. And he, he said, he, <laughs> lo- he loved the rock feel of it all. So, you know what? Like, just like with the beer, Chris, when, you know, maybe I thought I knew what was up and I realized maybe I don't know everything and I don't know what's up. Uh, I, I, the same was with the song, like for the listeners, you know, I wanted something a little more subdued. Chris wanted something that was a little more uh, indicative of the hunt feel. And uh, you know what? At the end of the day, you've got to step back and, and have faith in your team and uh, and the people you lean on. And, and I just think you have a really good partnership when you have two partners that that and I think that's the key to the show. This show's success, to be honest, is that you and I both uh, trust each other and, and will defer to each other at times and uh, know when you're out of your element and stuff like that. So um, I hope everybody loves it and I trust that everybody loves it and uh, well, so many good things with this new partnership. Well, first of all, thanks, Ben. I appreciate yeah. those comments. Uh, but why don't we tell the listeners why we initiated that or why we even did that? Because we have been recording for now, what, five four or five years and we've never had an intro other than welcome back to the ugly pike podcast right now we've kind of changed things up but there's a reason for that reason for that so i mean we have joined the fishing canada family the pine post productions family the outdoor journal radio uh family so all sort of the same family outdoor journal radio is uh, is the fishing canada version of their podcast and uh pine post is the company that uh holds everything together and uh you know what if somebody had told me that my phone would ring you know several times a week and the the name that pops up is angelo viola and then you answer it and it's the guy from tv you've been watching for 30 years you know and and, or or being in a meeting sitting next to pete bowman i mean buddy like it it doesn't even seem like this is real life it, it was totally surreal and i think we should even start with thanking you know angelo and pete and dean 
yeah. the producer for just the incredible amount of effort they've put into coordinating with us and, and being patient with us and setting everything up. And, and, you know, we're so proud to be part of this family and, yeah, it's a, it's a really big moment for us. And as you said, it, it's a bit surreal that we're even in this position and things. Uh, this has been a like a, a banner year for Ugly Pike on many levels. Oh, my God. I, I don't want to gloss over how important Dean is. Like, Dean, for people listening, you sometimes if you listen to Outdoor Journal Radio, which you should, Pete and Angelo's podcast, uh, you hear them throw to Dean. And Dean's the producer. But Dean's kind of like the Jamie, right, for Joe Rogan. He's the fact checker. He's the guy. You know, he's the guy. He's really the guy that does the heavy lifting. Dean is a monster. And he's so great to work with. Like, you never – I can't imagine how busy this guy is, okay? And, but you, he never – it never shows. He answers your calls. He troubleshoots. He's patient. He's super smart. And uh, you know what? Along with a cool new intro to our show, which is you know reasonably insignificant compared to the team that we have behind us now. Dean is our producer now. And you know we're going to be putting more content out, right, Chris, for, uh, four times a month. So once a week instead of uh, every two weeks and – we hope everybody's super stoked about that. But like with a super producer behind us like that, this show is just going to grow and change. And I mean, not not change significantly, but it's just it's just going to blossom and, and evolve. And I'm so excited. I think I think what the listeners should take note of is that now that we have the you know, we've we've upped the frequency of 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 outputting the show. They can provide us more uh, recommendations and we can take more action on those. So sometimes we have such a backlog of guests already when we were doing the two week, every two weeks, um, we, we did receive some recommendations, but we, you know, we're not always able to follow through. But now I think we're going to have that more of an opportunity to engage with listeners that have recommended great, you know, uh, musky anglers or contributors to the musky community that would be amazing guests. So you know, by all means, keep throwing those at our at our social media so we can we can action that. Absolutely, and you know, like we've had so many messages, we're so thankful. And sometimes they just get buried, right? And like I have a exactly. list that I keep, and I put people on the list, but sometimes it's just hard to remember who these people are and why we should have them. So um, our next episode, Chris, just a sneak peek for everybody. We have Davin Heinbuck sure. coming on the show. And, yeah. uh, you know, what? Davin was a guy that everybody was throwing at us. I had the pleasure of meeting Davin at the uh, Muskie Odyssey and sitting with him. And, uh, you know, full disclosure, we've already actually recorded with him. And it this show is going to blow your mind with the like just the stuff that he said the knowledge i never even thought to think like he thinks it's you know you made a comment during the show about like you're a you're a 40 year 45 year angler you know something like that we all started you know almost in diapers mm. and the things that he told us as as two guys that think that we know our way around a boat holy shit like made us feel like amateurs yeah and i would yeah and just to follow that i would say just stick with it because it gets more it just it becomes a very comprehensive and multi-leveled uh, information as you as the podcast episode grows. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just keeps layering with. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's great! That's great! Okay, so get your notebook ready and 
you're in for a treat with uh, the discussion with this guy. Top five episode, one of my very favorites in terms of the information we solicited. One of my absolute favorites out of 134 shows that we've done. So if that's any indication Sweet. to the listeners, like stay tuned and and. Great things coming after that too. Um, we'll talk about where we're headed in uh, in a week and a half uh, later on down down the show here, um, and hopefully getting some more guests back on the show that everybody's familiar with that we did last year that everybody loves. So we'll talk about that later. So so before we move on from this this whole new yeah. endeavor that we're in, why don't we talk a bit about the family of podcasts that are under this under this network, the Outdoor Journal Radio Network. It's not just us. They brought us in as part of a family of podcasts that's covering a wide range of topics, mm-hmm. really interesting discussions. So, uh, you know, maybe take us through some of the some of the shows that are going to be starting at any time now. And I think in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have all of these online. Yeah, I mean, let's talk. Let's start from the top. I mean, fish talk with the doc. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows who the doc is. It's Gord Pizer, and he's joined by uh, Liam, his uh, his grandson Liam, and uh, it's going to be Gord and, and Liam. It's going to be the Pizers being the Pizers, talking about mm. multi species fishing, and you know, being some of the greatest resources for fishing history for for, for Canadian history. Gord Pizer is an institution; he needs no uh, introduction, but. Um, and Gordon yeah. is such a, is such an educator. So what's what's so great about him having his own show? He's just gonna he's just gonna be like a professor on that, you know, just giving uh, from A to Z on how to fish on and every aspect of fishing as well. What, every species that he talks about, he's gonna know um, the full kind of like details of how to attack that species. So he, our podcast with him was amazing. Oh, I and and you know what? I'm sure he's going to come on. I'm sure we'll get him on, you know, this year and uh, have another round with Gord. But uh, you know what? We'll probably be on his show too. We'll see how that goes. I hope we do. It's always a pleasure to to speak and talk with Gord. And and we've been in meetings with Gord setting this uh, this whole arrangement up. And it's again one of those surre- surreal things where Angelo Viles and Pete Bowman's on your left and Gord Pizer's on your right, and it's just like. Holy cow. So just an idea of kind of the firepower that this this yeah. network, right? And this is an outdoor podcast network. This is the first of its kind for Canada. And just like Angelo and Pete led the way for network television fishing, they're doing the same now for podcasting. And for us to be part uh, and for, you know, of, of, of a conglomerate of shows that are making history for Canadian angling media, um, I don't even know how to finish that sentence. It's, you know, remember, this was just a goofy project you and I did to get better at fishing. That's all this was. And now here we are. So uh, stoked to have Gord. Um, what else? Oh, Diaries of a Lodge Owner. <laughs> I love the title. Yeah. I'd like to title. open some of those diary pages to see what they what they actually go through on a day-to-day basis. You know, uh, so Steve Nidzwicki used to own the – you know, Chaudier. we say Chaudier, Chaudier. He told me it's Chaudier when I said, I said, hey, how do you pronounce it? <laughs> um, and he looked at me in the eye. Uh, Steve is, I don't know how he's going to keep his show just to Diaries of a Lodge Owner because Steve is one of the most interesting humans you'll ever meet. Steve is fascinating and he can talk on a lot of different subjects. So um, I expect the diaries to be enthralling and I expect anything else he brings to that to be super interesting. He's a smart, smart guy. And uh, I I can't wait to listen to that show. I, I just, I, I love Steve. Steve is a great guy. And uh, 
you know what? Most of us listening know that he ran one of the best lodges in Canada. If you've ever stayed at the Chartier Lodge, um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. First class. Steve's always smiling. What you, whatever you need. Great food. Great fishing. I mean, that is a perfect lodge. Have you been there, Chris? No, I haven't. I think I went there. I mean, Dave. I went there with Dave. I've been there. I've I've been there vicariously through you and the stories and and, mm. and many people I know that have fished there, but I've never I've never had the chance to stay there. Yeah, Dave, Dave and I went. So if anyone nobody knows who Dave is, but back in the early Ugly Pike days, I don't even know what episode. Probably starts with a one, but we did an episode with a buddy of ours who's a fire chief, deputy fire chief Dave Shelton. But to Chris and I, he's uh, one of our closest childhood friends and uh, and and a good angler in his own right. So. Uh, yeah, we had a great time there, and Steve has since then uh, sold the lodge, but I will be back there in September for Unleash the Beast, the tournament, and uh, we'll see how the new owner's carrying on. I'm sure uh, I'm sure it's a great facility, but that's uh, that's going to be a show worth listening to, so uh, I think a lot of our listeners are going to tune into that one. I think it's going to be great. So we have Under the Canopy as well. Under the Canopy is really different. Um, so it's hosted by a guy named Jerry Ouellette. And Jerry is an older gentleman who, you know, when you meet him and you you hear about his obsession with mushrooms, you know, this is about mushrooms, okay? Not the yeah. not the not the fun mushrooms, but the healthy not, mushrooms. Not the uh, VR glasses, uh. <laughs> right? Um, but I don't know about you, Chris, and and what you come across in your daily life. But now that mushrooms are on my radar, I'm starting to see them everywhere. Their health benefits, the brain development, that sort of thing. Um, he talks a lot about not only them, them as a, as an organism, right? The, the the intricacies of their the network that they lie that they 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 lay into the ground and the connection they have. And what's the guy's name that was on uh, Rogan? That he's a he's a mushroom expert. Uh, is it Paul? Paul, I think it was Paul Stam something. I can't remember his name. Mm. He basically lived his life uh, studying mushrooms, and hit, that episode is brilliant. It just cool. talks about you know just it blow your mind about the but what mushrooms are capable of. You know what I mean? We're seeing more and more things with mushrooms, and like even myself, I have a couple students in jujitsu that struggle with. Um, uh, concussion syndrome and I've been reaching out to Jerry he's been talking to me and I've been reading a lot about how you know lion's mane mushrooms chakra mushrooms mm-hmm. really good mm-hmm. for regenerative health for your brain and stuff like that so you know what the other thing with Jerry that people don't realize is Jerry was a very high level uh, political operative in the Canadian political system um, I had the pleasure of speaking with Jerry for, you know, about a half hour at the Pine Post Studios when we had uh, one of our big meetings. Jerry is one of the most interesting and impressive men I've ever had uh, had the pleasure of speaking with. And so I have no reason to believe that his podcast will be any less than uh, than what he is. I mean, I was I was really we had a great talk. I mean, I'm a political animal, you know me. So he, he and I just we hit it off and uh, he's a great addition, you know, and the, this is. This is the cool thing about this network is that, you know, it's not just, you know, it's, it's Angelo and Pete, but it's not just fishing shows. You know, yeah. if you're outside, I, I live on, you know, I'm lucky enough to live on acreage and I have, uh, you know, some public land behind my house. And so I'm out there foraging for mushrooms and fiddleheads and stuff like that. And I, I love it. So like a show like this is right up my alley. And, and most of the listeners, uh listening right now you know kind of we're all kind of cut from the same cloth so this is probably just another show in this network that's gonna be really good for uh 
just for changing the dynamic and, and, and having shows that encompass outdoor life and outdoor lifestyle. So that's a big one. Really cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Me too. So we have also, uh, we have the tackle box and eating wild. Yeah. Two more, two more uh, under this uh, family. Yeah. Yeah. Tackle box, Jamie Pastilli and uh, Brad Sinopoli. So Brad was a CFL player, uh, hence the tackle part. And uh, Jamie is uh, one of the uh, most foremost, uh, I think he's a multi-species guide up in the Ottawa area, but he, he really hammers musky. He's a big musky guy, uh, very successful. And um, you know what? That's a really great dynamic right there. Uh, I know that, you know, Brad's connection to the pro sports world, they're going to have some really cool athletes and MMA guys on. And um, that's going to be a real, I, I think, uh, guys, guy show. Not to paint them in a corner in a bad way, but I mean, sports and, you know, MMA and fishing. And I mean, what could be better? I mean, for a guy like me, oh my God, are you? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. they really got something special. I know that I know I'm going to be on their show, and 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 uh, hopefully uh, you can make it to that broadcast as well. Um, and and I'm sure we'll be introduced. We'll be uh, interviewing them. And uh, I know Steve. Going back to Steve Nitzwicky, I know Steve's going to come on our show. We've been after Steve for years. Well, we've been ta- we've been trying to get him on our show for a while. Yeah. Oh my god. And it's just been a, a scheduling issue, like so many guests that you know we're dying to get on. Uh, they just, you know, finding the time is hard. Everybody's so busy. So I think now there's just, it's inevitable. Now it's just oh, a yeah. matter of, you know, it's just a matter of time. Like this, this is going to happen. Well, I can tell you before the, before our show sort of rose to popularity, it was definitely uh, answer my freaking emails uh, issue. <laughs> Steve didn't know who the hell I was. So it was, just wasn't getting back to me. But um, one of the first things I said when I met him in person, I kind of busted his balls a little bit. And we had a good laugh. <clears throat> but um, Steve and I are very aligned. Well, never, uh, yeah. No, I'm Sorry. just going to say about emails. I'll, I'll never forget that we, when we when we sent that email out to uh, Italo and he just answered right away and said, okay, I'll be at your house uh, on Saturday at 9 o'clock. See you then. And we're like, did this just happen? Yeah, right. Eh? I think he said, I'll be at your studio because we said we had yeah. a studio. And uh, maybe to his surprise, when he pulled up to a residence, he thought, okay, am I going to get chopped up here or you know, yeah. what's going on? And then your wife saved the day. She saved the day. So, yeah, uh, that's that's going to be a great show with us and a great show to listen to. Yeah. Um, all of them so far sound so interesting. Um, we have well, I, Eating I Wild. I love to cook. Yeah, yeah, I love to cook. So Eating yeah. Wild, yeah, I mean. That, that's uh, something I, I, I can't wait for as well. I, I, I Actually, when I did meet with him, um, I found like my head was already spinning with ideas of, you know, what to interview him on because – I, I really think that connection of of the the game and and fishing and with the the whole passion of the hunt and, and musky fishing. I'm not I'm not saying we're going to talk about cooking musky, but just <laughs> what he what he brings to the table and how to integrate that kind of outdoor feeling, outdoor life, and integrate that into um, um, cooking. It's going to be something really interesting and creative. So. Um, well, yeah, you know what, Antonio is the is the is the one of the hosts, um, and I know he's got some co-hosts. Uh, I know he's recently brought some co-hosts on, but Antonio was the the gentleman who launched the show. And you know, 
just like anyone else who's been to the highest levels of their profession, Antonio cooks for movie stars and, and, you know, is on big budget movie sets and not like movies and movie stars you never hear of. Oh, who the hell's that? It's like, they're all like household names, right? So well, when we were, when we were talking to him, the last, the last video call, he was, he was heading out to uh, cook for Ben Stiller, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so, but I mean, I, I remember sitting across the table from him and like, you know, like you watch these chef shows and they're swearing and, you know, they're, you know, like they're rough and they're mean and they're, you know, and you kind of sit across from the guy and you're like, you know, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. And then you have a chat with him and he's like the coolest guy, great guy, gave me all sorts of tips on cooking and like uh, he really opened up. And so I think if he carries. Well, it's like uh, it's- yeah, it's like our buddy Claudio. It's like once you, you know, once you really start talking about cooking with him, you you just go to another level of you know interest, and he can help you in every aspect in, in the kitchen. He's a wealth of knowledge. That guy. Nobody uh, is going to know who I'm referring to, but Claudio Malika. He's the you know uh, sous chef in uh, Casamia, Niagara Falls, a uh, lifelong lifelong cook, and he's just able to to take it to the next level when you talk to him. So. I mean, if that's where you're going with Antonio, like you, there's just, I mean, Claudio, if you meet him, you're not going to maybe know that from 10 minutes of talking to him. But then when you really get into it, maybe Antonio's the same. Like you just start getting more interested and deeper down that rabbit hole of cooking and and uh, the history and all that. So there's a lot to talk about in that podcast. Antonio has some hilarious stories too. Like I hope he brings them. I hope he brings them into his podcast and I'm not going to spill the beans on anything, but some of the shit he told me was hilarious. So um, that's going to be a great one too. Like I'm going to be listening to all these shows are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, they sound great. And uh, you know what? Expect that they'll be adding more shows along the way. So did we go through them all? I don't even have my list in front of me. I think so. Yeah, I think we did too. Then there's us. Then there's us, the ugly bike podcast. And you know, if you and then there's the uh, there's there's Angelo and, and Frank, the Outdoor Journal Radio. Angelo and They'll Pete. Be doing, uh, Angelo, sorry, and Pete. They'll be doing their own um, podcast, so that that's obviously going to be part of the network. Yeah, Outdoor Journal Radio podcast, guys and girls. If you don't, if you don't know, they've they've uh, been recording and, and releasing that podcast now. I think for a year or so, and um, it's extremely successful. Tons of downloads, and uh, in the top five, I believe for. Uh, a Canadian outdoor category for podcasts. So those guys are, you know, they're, they are who they are. They're uh, doing really well. So um, this is a tight network and this is a great network. And, um, you know, it's not going to change us. It's just going to change how often the fans hear from us and the listeners hear from us. And I think everybody wants that. And so let's do it. Let's do it. Hey everybody, I'm Angelo Viola. And I'm Pete Bowman. Now, you might know us as the hosts of Canada's Favorite Fishing Show, but now we're hosting a podcast. That's right. Every Thursday, Angela and I will be right here in your ears, bringing you a brand new episode of Outdoor Journal Radio. Hmm. Now, what are we going to talk about for two hours every week? Well, you know there's going to be a lot of fishing. I knew exactly where those fish were going to be and how to catch them, and they were easy to catch. Yeah, but it's not just a fishing show. We're going to be talking to people from all facets of the outdoors, from athletes. All the other guys would go golfing. Me and Garth and Turk and all the Russians would go fishing. To scientists. 
But now that we're reforesting and letting things free, it's the perfect transmission environment for Lyme disease. To chefs, if any game isn't cooked properly, marinated, or you will taste it. And whoever else will pick up the phone. Wherever you are, Outdoor Journal Radio seeks to answer the questions and tell the stories of all those who enjoy being outside. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What brings people together more than fishing and hunting? How about food? I'm Chef Antonio Maleca, and I've spent years catering to the stars. Now, on Outdoor Journal Radio's Eatin' Wild podcast, Louise, Hookset, and I are bringing our expertise and Rolodex to our real passion, the outdoors. Each week, we're bringing you inside the boat, tree stand, or duck blind and giving you real advice that you can use to make the most out of your fish and game. You're going to flip that duck breast over once you get a nice hard sear on that breast. You don't want to sear the actual meat. And it's not just us chatting here. If you can name a celebrity, we've probably worked with them. And I think you might be surprised who likes to hunt and fish. When Kit Harrington asks me to prepare him sashimi with his bass, I couldn't say no. Whatever Taylor Sheridan wanted, I made sure I had it. Burgers, steak, anything off the barbecue. That's a true cowboy. All Jeremy Renner wanted to have was lemon ginger shots all day. Find Eating Wild now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Okay, so where do we want to go to from here? Uh, I think it, it would be... Um good of us to talk a bit about how well or or how proud we are of our our, our other product our our pilsner beer that's that's flying off the shelves right now and it's flowing into many stores so yeah uh, i'm you know as as i said earlier this has been a big year for us and and that whole development of the beer brand is just now all coming you know in waves of success and we're so happy and so proud and and we we think it's uh, just the start of something big so yeah, let's let's talk about that for a little bit. Well, I mean, just going off the um, just going off the reactions of the people in our brewery who have released brands of beer before that are sitting back and going like, how how is this happening to you guys so quickly? I mean, the real answer is eight hour days. I mean, grinding. Like I'm grinding. Like I have a job. Mm. I have several jobs, mm. but this has completely taken over. It's exciting for me. And you know what, guys? It's it's validating when you all reach out to me and to Chris and say, you know, or you send pictures or you tag us. You know, like it's just it's so validating. And um, you know, we had a listener that that sent me a note and said, you know, I'm, you know, so just just so everybody knows, if you go on UglyPikeBrewing.com, you go to beer retailers. We're always populating the map. Um, we have a, a live map that you can interact with. You can see the icons of where these stores are that carry our beer in, in your uh, in your area. And we had a listener say, you know, uh, I'm at the Perry Sound uh, beer store. There's no beer. Uh, oh, sorry. You know, he went to the next uh, next one along his journey. <coughs> Excuse me. He went to Cobaconk and they had tons of beer and he grabbed every beer. He took the entire stock out. Um, Sold them out. Yeah. I mean, it's so cool. And, and to the, to that point. We're now selling into so many Loblaws, Zares, um, No Frills, uh, Fortinos, Superstores that, you know, some of them are getting back to me saying, I can't get your product because there's what happens is the beer store distributes to these supermarkets and the beer stores are getting cleaned out because we have awesome listeners um, and, and even non-listeners who are outdoors, men and women. And then, of mm-hmm. course, the can, Chris, the can all like – Everybody loves the can. If you look at the, you know, I posted a story the other day on uh, on the, our brewing Instagram account and shared it on Ugly Pike. But uh, 
there was a massive display. It's the Geneva Street St. Catherine's Zares. They built a they put us in their prime display. Yeah. And uh and they did it because they love well, the one guy that works there loves the show. But uh <laughs> the the manager of the beer department said, I just love this label. Nice. And, uh, people really dig it, yeah. Well, as you said earlier, this is, you know, when you said the eight hours, this is like a, there's spare seconds in our day now, right? If if that, it's yeah. just every every moment we have outside of our job that, you know, pays the bills is dedicated to Ugly Pike. And yeah. I, I, think it, I think it went for so many years where it was just, you know, still almost like a volunteer job. And now the fact that it's paying off, um, it's really, it's really uh, rewarding or, um, you know, uh, the justification for all that work it's it's it it, it feels great so, so if i could if i can make a shameless sales pitch here for a second um as people probably uh, understand now or will soon we sell ads now for the show web ads and stuff like that so with our with our audience always growing we're just sitting at around quarter million downloads and with the exposure with the podcast network that those downloads are exposure for us. We all co-promote, we all co-advertise. Um, with the new expanded reach of the show, um, anybody can purchase sponsorship for the show. It doesn't matter your budget. So if you're a lodge, you know, and you, especially if you're a musky lodge and you sponsor this show, you're going to get 100% exposure to your target audience. It's not like you're going to a general fishing show, trade show, and wondering how many people walking the floor are interested in musky. It's not like that. It's not a shot in the dark. This is probably one of the best ways you can allocate your marketing dollars is through the show. Um, and so to that end, if you're a, a lodge owner and you want to do a year sponsorship, great. We've got that. If you're a bait maker, that's someone that sits in the, in, in your, in your basement and Cranks out 10 baits a night, whatever. You can do a la carte. You can purchase a sponsorship on one show or two show or 10 shows. So we can accommodate all budgets. And if you want to know if this show has worked, you know, talk to a guy like Johnny Lubera or talk to uh, a guy like Mark Arena from, you know, Lubowski and, and Red October, respectively. These guys will tell you that even when this show, Chris, was not anything like it was. And we would mention how we love, you know, fishing with their gear that people would yeah. call them all the time and say, hey, I heard you on the show. Oh, my God, I need some of this stuff. The uh, ball. See, Mike will tell you the same thing about Chad Zillas. So um, these are these are favorites in our tackle boxes. And these guys are getting direct conversions because of the mentioning on the show, even when we had, you know, a quarter of the, of the viewers that we do now. So mm -hmm. uh, something for, you know, you. Uh, uh, businessmen and women and lodge owners, bait makers, and anyone else who's in the fishing industry uh, or even not in the fishing industry. We have a, a sponsor coming on soon, Chris, that's in the marine safety industry. So just yeah. like another cool crossover. So sky's the limit. Uh, and that's it for my shameless uh, sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think always, it was good. Yeah. Always be closing, right? So, yeah, I think we covered a lot. Uh, things are looking good. Things, uh, all the hard work's paying off. Uh, great team with us right now and uh, uh, sky's the limit. So what do we want to talk about next? I think uh, we should touch on the fact that you did a, 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 an opener uh, on the Rito. Maybe just uh, give us a quick synopsis on how that went. Were you successful? This has been a yearly thing now. Same crew of guys going up there. Um, I fished that area long before you guys did uh, when I was in university, but I'm not, I have not been, uh, heading up there on that yearly, uh, trek with you, uh, due to, uh, just, uh, ge geographic, uh, proximity issues. So 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us about it. This year was a little slower. Um, the last, the preceding few years were actually like amazing, like over half a dozen fish. Um, it's funny too. And, and again, sneak preview, you know, when we talked to Davin, he said, you know, try to do a four day trip because, you know, odds are a couple of those days are going to be throwaway days. And one or two of those days are going to be just haymaker days. And uh, that's kind of how it's been there. It's been feast or famine and we've had a lot of feasts. We had a lot of famine this time around. We got some fish, but uh, certainly not, you know, six, eight fish like we have in preceding years. Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny too, because like I was up there, and uh, I started texting with uh, Jamie Pastelli from the Tackle Box podcast. We just talked about him. Uh, and I said, you know, there's no real giants in here. And then my phone started getting lit up with uh, some of his pictures. And, uh, yeah, there's giants in there. Um, you know what? It's a great fishery to me. To me, the reason why I like it, to be quite honest, is it's the fir- it's early opener, right? So it, it's to me, it's a chance to get my boat – and my gear on the water and test out and get the gremlins out on a body of water that's not going to really punish you. And so by that, I mean, like, you go out onto the St. Lawrence, you go out onto the Niagara even, and you're on these, like, super current, you Wind know, tunnels that are yeah, just right. crushing you. And, yeah, and yeah. you're subject to a lot harsher conditions. Yeah, or totally on the Larry. Agree. Yeah, you know, the Larry, you're far away. You're reasonably far away, comparatively far away from a shoreline. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I like just getting on expectations are low. I don't care if I'm catching beaners and not giants, but it's a nice way to start the season. It's become a ritual for us now. And, uh, Mm. uh, it's a nice, easy fishery just to, like I said, get things kicked off. We had uh, horrendous smoke from the wildfires this year. Uh, but putting that aside, you know, it was as it's been uh, a fun trip, but you know, not nothing that we take too seriously. It was good. No, but that, that's what, that's what's required. I think. And, and oh, yeah. I think it's great because we talked about this on the show many times doing that opener just gets the blood flowing. It gets all of the gear out. It gets your cast, your rhythm, your, your baits all sharpened up. And you're, you're kind of like after that trip, you come home and you're, you're ready to go. Right. And you're like, okay, and, and I, I know you feast, sometimes it's feast or famine, but I always think that if you just come home with one fish, it was a success. And maybe that's because I'm not fishing um, at, at the frequency you are. But I, I think, okay, if if you land a muskie, that's, that's a win. That's a win. And if you land 10, that's, you know, that's a great day for you. That's an epic day. But if you go there and you land none, that's, that's where the disappointment comes in. Um, so I think land, you know, landing one is is a success, and and you're, you're not going up there as you said to search for like we're not hunting in in the in the deep waters of uh, deep areas of Lac Sul for the cabbage dragon that's gonna yeah. we're it's gonna yeah. it's yeah it's gonna shake our knees and and yeah. scare the shit out of us. Um, but according to those images you just referenced, maybe maybe there are a few of those hiding in the Rito. Um, I think a few. I, I got to tell you, like, my spirits are down right now. I'm, uh, I don't know if the listeners have seen, but there's been quite a few really good fish out of the Niagara of all places caught recently. Um, and, like, I'm hooked in really tight with those guys. There, there are guys, guys like Josh Ketry. Yeah. Um, you know, Hans is out there. If anyone, yeah. knows, you know, Hans Carver, both the guys have been on the, uh, on the show. A new buddy of mine, Ben Duke, who's, uh, wicked guy got the pleasure of fishing with him i hope i get to fish with him again um these guys are out there 
catching really nice fish. And then I've been out a bunch of times and I'm, I'm getting bageled. And like, I know, I know I'm doing it right. I know I'm doing it right because I've learned so many lessons from such great anglers, not only on the show, but actually in the boat. I know I'm doing it right. But mm. I'm I'm going out in four and five hour increments here and there. And we all know that that's a shot in the dark. It's just frustrating right now. Like everybody knows, I, I bitch about the Niagara all the time. We joke about it. Um, I would just like to see a fish. I, I would like to see a yeah. reward for my efforts out of the, out of our home water. And it's, yeah. it's kind of getting me down, but the other part of me thinks maybe, maybe I'm just waiting for you to get here and that's going to happen. So yeah. less yeah. than a week, we'll be on that water. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anytime you want and, and as much as you want, let's do it. And then, yeah. And then, you know, I'm pumped also, we're going to be hitting Nipissing. So oh maybe we can God. touch on that. That's uh that really blew me away last year. How, what an epic uh, body of water that is to fish. And then just touching on the mouth of the French and just like, there's so many options. Um, some some of the options are forced on you because of the weather conditions and some you know you just you can get creative and, and go to many locations so um i think we're going to be you know we're not we're odds are we're not going to encounter that weather again because it can't it just cannot get any worse than those first two days it just it, you know well it, it's already been said we won't even go if if it's like that but yeah. um so i think we're gonna see more uh, uh, we're going to cover more water. We're going to see more uh, spots and, and structure that we didn't have a chance to last year, just because weather dictated. Um, so That's I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> about that. And and you know, as you mentioned, we're teasing an episode that we haven't dropped yet. But I'm like, I don't know if it's just because it's fresh in my mind. But yeah, the things Davin said yesterday, or or, or sorry, the last um, the last time we we uh, recorded with him. I, I have them ready, yeah. noted down, and I'm I'm prepared to um, action them, and, and hopefully it's going to convert into fish for us. I know exactly what you're talking about. I forget yeah. the word, but I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I got it written down somewhere. Um, yeah, listen, I I don't know. Did you see Nico's um, Nico's message to us today? About yeah, the, the shad flies yeah. are good news. Good news. Yeah. yeah. Really good. We were worried that we would be deluged by the shad fly hatch, and uh, it's fu- it's funny. He mentioned the smoke. I mean, that's something that just seems seems to be some like we're dealing with it every season. I don't know if you remember Laxul when we got. Oh, I remember. We, yeah, we could, it was like nighttime and day. Yeah, um, and it's now it's it's just like we're used to it now. Yeah. How, how has that affected the fishing? I cannot remember if it was a good or bad thing. Yeah, um, I think it was more of a bad thing. But really. I do. Uh, yeah, I think uh, maybe Ben mentioned that it would affect the, the patterns. And, and again, what Davin talks about in terms of the environment um, and how the uh, the environment's reacting to the weather conditions is something you need to be very oh, cognizant of. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, cows are probably lying down. Yeah, okay. cows are lying down. <laughs> so again, we'll see. That might be cleared up by the time we get there. Yeah. But yeah. I, uh, oh, a good summer ahead of us, buddy. A good summer ahead of us. I'm, I'm stoked. So, uh, if anyone you know was listening last summer, we did a, a, a broadcast live from the lodge from Tamaqua from Nico Guido's family lodge. Nico is this guy we're talking about. He's our guide up there. Uh, we have a riot with him. We also had uh, Chelsea Lynn and Nick Birmingham. We did a live broadcast with them. Chris, uh, we've reached out to them to see if they'll rejoin us this year. I don't know if they're up for it or if they can, but. 
we've extended that invitation. So uh, we'll hope that we can do another episode live from the lodge. Uh, we had a riot last year with everybody, and we we'll did. make it sound better this year. Uh, the this, sound was horrendous, but we know that the people that are listening to this listen to that show because it just it, it the downloads were like just crazy off that show. So such great anglers. Right. I mean, so many great anglers in the room. I mean, Nick Nick and Chelsea are just up there. They just they're amazing, amazing mus- musky uh, and multi-species anglers. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great trip. Uh, I, again, I'm in that mode right now where I'm trying not to think about it because it's too much. You know what I mean? It's too much excitement. You, you've got an ocean <laughs> across and, you know, you're getting on a plane in 24 hours and I don't know how you found the time even to do this. But uh, you know what? Pretty soon you're going to land. You're going to be on vacation and it's going to be fishing and beer and a lot of cool meetings that we've got lined up. And uh yeah, it's yeah, gonna be, it's gonna yeah. be a great summer. Yeah, super excited. So, yeah, there's not much more we can talk about now. Just get ready for that next episode. Listeners are gonna love it, and we have a lot more in the pipeline coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Frank, what, what else you wanna you want to touch on? Anything else? Or is that it? I think that's all we had on our list. I think. All right. Well, see you in a few days, and uh, we'll take some meetings. Then we'll head up to the nip, and then we'll come back. We'll crush the Niagara. Even if you want to crush the Niagara for that, if you have time, just reach out to me. You know my schedule. You know, Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm buried. I've got uh, teaching this Tuesday because my uh, one of my instructors got hit with appendicitis and had to have surgery. But uh, you know what? Even if we got to get up in the morning and, and we can hit the water for a few hours, and uh, it's going to be great. So, uh, yeah, everybody, uh, anything else from you, Chris? No, I'm good. We'll, okay. we'll uh, see you on the next show. And uh, signing off. All right, guys. Thanks for listening.